0: since 1994. Let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilman of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 270, or actually it's 280, five-star reviews on Zillow, and they are your consummate professionals, which is what I want. I want somebody who's been in the field a long time, knows what they're doing, you know, during COVID, a lot of people jumped into the real estate market as far as, uh, real estate agents looking for jobs, or I would say, uh, posing real estate agents looking for jobs. And I go on a little bit of a rant there because, um, I got burned by that a little bit, you know, when people simply are getting in it for the money real quick. And, uh, you know, Times were good, they were feasting, but man, they did not do a good job. So I prefer people that have been doing it for a long time, know what they're doing, have the experience, and that's what the Guildens have. So if you want help with that, check them out, theguildengroup.com. And if you ever can't find the website, hit me up, I'll connect you. So, great question today, all the way from London England this morning, which is pretty neat when I think about it. And it is, there is so many kinds of protein powders out there. What is the best? So the Method to the Madness gets to the Method to the Madness. So I will go into Protein in general, and then protein supplementation give you what the numbers say, give you what the stats say, and then give you a little bit of my own take on it. So first off, understand that protein is one of the macro nutrients that we consume for food. The other two being carbohydrates and fat. Protein is the repair macronutrient. That is its main function to help cells grow via repair that's what it does carbohydrates gives energy fat gives us long-term energy protein is the repair macronutrient and actually isn't used in energy metabolism meaning unless we're in dire need like basically we're in starvation mode of the other two macronutrients fat and carbohydrates We never break down protein for energy. We use protein for repair. Alright, now protein is made up of amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks, to protein. So you put a bunch of amino acids together and you're going to have a protein molecule. So we have 20 different amino acids. Get out your pens, because I'm going to name them off, and I want you to memorize them. I'm kidding. I could name probably a lot of them, but I definitely don't have all 20 memorized. But what I do know is there's 11 non-essential amino acids and 9 essential amino acids for a total of 20. So 11 non-essential, 9 essential. Now, when we're talking nutrition, essential doesn't mean What it normally means like necessary, essential means that your body can't produce it on its own. So it has to come from the outside sources. So the non-essential amino acids can basically be derived from a lot of different foods that you consume. Meaning that they don't necessarily have to be taken in specifically as protein, Our body can create them. The nine essential we have to take in for the protein as it is. In other words, it has to come as it is. Now, foods can be combined to make all nine essential amino acids that make it a complete protein. Without the nine essential, it is not a complete protein. It's an incomplete protein. But again, if we take in enough non-essentials, we can form the essential proteins. So that's why vegetarianism or even veganism can work. In the old days, they'd say, well, they're not essential amino acids. Most of these proteins we get from plants. And for the most part, that is true. There are a couple different plants that are complete essential amino acids, meaning complete proteins that come from the plant kingdom. And that would be quinoa and soy. Those are complete proteins with all nine essential amino acids coming from the plant kingdom, but we can still get all of our essential amino acids. Even if we are vegan or vegetarian by eating plants, we just have to know how to combine. So we might take five incomplete proteins from say bread and add the other four. And I'm just, you know, throwing the numbers out there, but this is basically how it works from peanuts or peanut butter to make a complete protein. So whole wheat bread and peanut butter do make a complete protein with all nine essential amino acids. So if we combine, we can get all of our protein, all right? Now, roughly we need somewhere around 0.8, 0.9 per kilogram of body weight, at least for grams of protein. That's kind of a, a rough number You can also say like at the most, maybe around a gram per pound. So if you're 140 pounds, you might want to shoot for like 140 grams of protein. And if you're getting that much, you probably don't have to worry too much about whether or not it's complete or incomplete because with that much protein, most likely you are going to get your complete proteins made. <clears throat> excuse me. So there is that. Now let's talk about the supplementation involved. So first know that it's not really considered a sports specific aid like some other supplements, vitamins, caffeine, and then some of the more illegal you know, ones that we don't want to stay away from. So it's really not an ergogenic aid, right? So ergogenic aid means it's boosting your performance like caffeine does, and it does. Um, like some of the doping and the things that the people do that are doing things illegally, that's considered an ergogenic aid. So when we're talking, talking supplementation, there are supplements that are ergogenic aids like that, and then there are supplements that are not really ergogenic aids, but just help with our RDA, getting our recommended daily allowance, and that's vitamins and minerals. Um, There are a few vitamins, uh, not vitamins, but there are a few minerals you might lump into ergogenic aids, especially the electrolytes, sodium, potassium, sure, but for the most part, a lot of these are not really necessarily ergogenic aids. I bring that up because too many people think that protein supplementation is going to be the miracle juice that puts muscles on them, you know, and we have to understand that that is simply not the case. It's no different than somebody getting their potassium and vitamin C from a banana or somebody that gets that from a pill, a vitamin pill of a vitamin C. It's really the same thing. You can get your vitamin C and potassium from a banana, some but some people feel they can't or they're worried that they don't, so they take a vitamin pill. So, that is what protein is. There is nothing magical about a protein supplement that is greater than the protein you're going to get. In other words, protein is food. That's all protein is, is food. Nothing magic. I'm not saying don't use it. I actually think it's a very good aid to, to help us. I use different proteins because a lot of times I'm very busy and I do like to get in enough protein absolutely when i don't i feel weak now i'm primarily plant-based so a lot of the protein that i use is plant-based protein if i do use a whey or a dairy-based which i will it's just my own opinion it's my own choice to get from um dairy cows that have been treated well and all that kind of thing. So I'm very picky about where I shop for my dairy because I think that's very important, not only for ethical reasons, and this is just me with my opinion on this, but it's also like for health reasons, they've found that if you get your dairy more from like old fashioned dairy farms, the milk is gonna be so much better. I mean, come on, think about it, common sense. when I say milk, I really mean, the Greek yogurts, because I really don't drink milk. But, um, you know, think about it, there's not going to be the pesticides and the growth hormones and everything you're going to get from the factory farm. So it just makes sense to do that. But anyway, most of my protein sources is plant, but I will use some whey that comes from dairy. And that was my man's main question over there in London, England, hanging out right now. Um, probably listened to The Beatles and all that, although I don't think that's true because he's a little younger, but that's neither here nor there. What types of protein? All right, so there are differences. You get whey protein, W-H-E-Y, that comes from dairy, as I said, and most studies indicate, as far as animal-based proteins go, that that is by, by far the best. So the whey protein is going to assimilate faster, which means it's going to be absorbed quicker and get into your bloodstream quicker. Now that's important because we do want to get protein in immediately following exercise because remember in the beginning of this podcast what I told you that protein was for. It's a repair micronutrient. The quicker you get to repair and recovery the faster you recover and the more able you are to get back at it the next day or in two days. So it's very critical that we get in our protein shortly after a workout Whey has been shown to actually be the best for that. All right. It also tends to be the easiest on the stomach for those that have trouble digesting protein. So that's another plus of whey protein. Now there's another dairy protein called casein protein. So, casein protein has been kind of labeled the slower to digest protein. Some people advocate taking that at night, like when you sleep because it's slower absorbed and maybe, um, enters your bloodstream more at intervals slowly. So you will be using it as you sleep and repair. I mean, that's okay. Got no problem with do with that. Personally, I don't do that. Um, I just don't whey tends to be the protein of choice for me when I'm using dairy, but that's to to summarize. That's the easy difference between the two. Casein is slow digesting; whey is faster digesting proteins. Now, the other proteins you can get out there, like there's egg-based protein. So, I mean, again, so egg is ninety-nine percent biologically pure as far as protein goes. So you're not going to find a better source than egg out there for protein, uh, for a protein source. But unless you really wanna have disgusting gas, I would stay away from the egg proteins. And you talk about factory. I mean, none of these eggs are gonna be quality and I'm just like I am with the, the um, Greek yogurts. I make sure that the eggs I get come from local farms. I don't get them, you know, in the pink, from Publix and all that. I mean, again, it's very important to me how the animals are treated and their, their local farms are going to do you justice. They're going to do the chickens justice, the hens justice. And uh, I actually have a client who has a farm out in Samsula and she's a friend and a client and she brings us two to three dozen eggs a week, which is very sweet of her. Hopefully she's listening to the podcast. So on that note, I just think it's better to get your protein eggs from eggs and not necessarily the powders because, you know, that's a lot of, say, processing involved when they use the eggs for this. And, you know, your your partners, whether they be male, whether they be female, you know, I'm speaking to everybody out there, whether they be friends, daughters, sons aren't going to appreciate the smells you leave behind you when you eat a lot of um, the egg protein powders. Now, plants. There's a lot of good plant protein out there, and I use that a lot. Personally, from the plant sources, I like the pea protein the best. Now, peas are legumes. People often think of them as vegetables, and actually they come from the earth, and we can label them that all we want. But the reality is they are from the legume family, and they're very high in protein. Pea protein is a very good plant source. Now, as you heard me say, it's not going to be a complete protein, but the pea proteins typically are mixed with other plant proteins that give you the essential nine amino acids that are complete proteins. So pea protein is a great plant source. There's others out there. There's hemp. Hemp is a very good protein source that some people use. And again, as far as digestion and absorbability, They're all about the same, but with the plants, you have to kind of like figure out what one works best for you. There's manufacturers out there that make some really good tasting mixtures of plant proteins that, again, are organic, which I choose to do, especially in situations like this, because then I know there's going to be like less additives, which I appreciate, but you really have to experiment on the plant proteins because there's not really a big difference as far as performance goes with them. Pea tends to be near the top with that. Um, Some people don't like it as much because often the pea protein is unflavored, which is fine with me because I just mix it with other things anyway. I mix with the banana, I mix with the blueberry, so I'm not worried about the flavoring so much at all. Um, and, but some of the other ones that are plant proteins collected together are more flavored. So people prefer that. So the bottom line is they all have a part. And really a lot of this is what you prefer, what you like. There's not a huge difference in the, what they do inside your body. I already told you a difference between whey and casein. Um, now I'll end this by saying how much don't, consume more than 25 grams of protein at a serving because your body will waste a lot. It's more important to get it in with greater frequency than it is to load up. Now, a lot of these, um, companies, you know, unfortunately are just simply trying to get you to run out quickly and come back. So they're suggesting oftentimes 40 grams of protein. They'll say, you know, two scoops, each scoop is 20 grams. Well, Rob said, and and science says no more than 25, just one scoop, you know, if it's a if it's an option of a scoop being 20 grams, do the 20 grams. Do less versus more because you're just gonna waste it. And research does show that if you take in more protein than you need at the time, you will store it as fat. And that's really true for any macronutrient. And it's especially important for your wallet because these protein supplements can be very expensive. And if you just use it as the manufacturer tells you to use it. It's going to be gone in two weeks and then back you go to Target or Amazon or wherever you shop Publix and spend another $50 on this giant tub. And next thing you know, you're spending $100 a month on protein. So my opinion, not my opinion, that's a fact. No more than 25 grams of protein at a serving. And keep in mind, whatever you mix it with is going to have protein too and you don't want to exceed it so if you mix it with milk you're going to have to use sorry it's monday need to slow down with the speech here you're going to have to use even less protein all right speaking of strong there is nothing stronger in the garage door market than overhead door of daytona beach they go up they go down no issues no problems And I tell you what, when I bought my house, I wish my house had overhead door because I don't know what brand it is. But I do know that when I open the garage door, it sounds like the space shuttle is going off in my neighborhood. And I've even had the fine owners, Zach and Jeff Hawk of Daytona Beach, come out. And Zach has checked it out and he sprayed it for me. Even though it's not an overhead door, he takes care of me. And that's the kind of customer service that they deliver that you're not going to get if you don't know the people. They've been here for 30 years and overhead doors been may- here.